Welcome to the One Life Community Church Podcast. We're glad you're joining us. Our mission is to lead people to follow Jesus in everyday life. We're on a journey together to live and learn what it means to love God and love people. Our hope is that God would supernaturally use this message to influence and encourage others to follow Jesus. morning. Hey, good morning. How's everybody doing? Everybody doing good? My name's Logan. Um, I'm one of the pastors here. Uh, Welcome to One Life. Uh, Happy Christmas Eve Eve. Um, Just quick show of hands just so I can see how much trouble I'm going to get in during this sermon. Um, Raise your hand if you like love uh, Christmas and the holidays, like if you just love it. Okay. Uh, Raise your hand if you just like, it's okay. I don't want to say hate, strong word, but if you're like not a big fan of it this year. Okay. Um, so, uh, and, and I feel bad. Um, growing up as a kid, obviously, Christmas was like the greatest thing ever. Uh, it was one of my favorite times of the year. I waited all year for it, mainly because you weren't in school and you got presents. Um, but as you get older, um, that responsibility of receiving presents becomes giving presents. And like your job um, and people don't care that it's Christmas. So, Things continue, and it just amps up, and it's easy to just miss um, the holidays. And so um, it's something I've really fought this year. I even had them play Christmas music before that, which I usually would never let them do for me, Um, trying to, like, enjoy, be in the Christmas spirit. Um, One of the things that I've struggled with in the last few years, a lot when it comes to Christmas, is this whole thing about giving and receiving gifts um, for Jesus' birthday. It's weird to me. Um, Like, we didn't do anything throughout the year to deserve a gift, you didn't do anything like throughout the year to like warrant that people should stop and make a budget to give you presents. It makes no sense, and that's mainly just my over-justification for not wanting to create a budget to give people gifts. But that's what we're going to spend time on this morning is gifts. Uh, I love, I'm somebody, it depends on you and your love language and how you operate, but I would prefer to give gifts than to receive them. I, I get a lot of joy um, out of doing that. I don't get a lot of joy as much out of um, getting gifts, but everybody's different. But I think for all of us, there's something special about the holidays. Even though things speed up, even though it gets crazy, I think there's something special about it. And we're going to dive into that today. And, and I also know, and we're going to pray right now, but I also know that for some people, the holidays aren't the best time. Um, they're not always um, the best and based on the circumstances throughout the year before um, or who we wish uh, we were celebrating with. So let's just take a few seconds and the craziness of these last few days and let's just, let's just pray Ask God to show us this morning. God, we thank you for today. God, we thank you for this time and this place. God, I ask that this morning uh, that you would just slow us down. You would slow us down to hear from you. For those of us that maybe haven't ever heard from you, God, that we would just hear more of you today. But God, I ask that as we open and we read your word, God, that we would just stop and we would listen and that we'd be obedient. So God, I love you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Hebrews 11 today. Um, we're going to jump around a lot through Scripture, but for the most part, we'll be in Hebrews 11. If you don't have a Bible, the words will be on the screen behind me. Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, the people of old received their commendation. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the Word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. 
Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. That's what we're going to spend a lot of time on this morning is faith. And the rest of this Hebrews 11, Ronnie, when Ronnie sent me this uh, chapter, I was reading through it this week, and I was like, this is seriously one of the most dope chapters I've ever read that I don't think I've ever read in a long time. It's amazing just to watch the story play out through Hebrews 11 of them just going through like the faith. But we see that it's now the faith is the assurance of things hoped for. But then it just goes through people like Abel. Abel's, because of his faith, his gifts were received by God. It was his faith that allowed his gifts to be received by God. But we see it in, in Noah. That's still one of the craziest stories. It was his faith in a, in a moment to hear from God, to say, hey, I need you to build this ark because this flood's coming. And it took a lot of faith. There was a lot of people who thought he was an idiot. A lot of people who thought he was crazy. The faith of Enoch, the faith of Sarah, who was years, years past the ability to conceive that God provided that. But throughout this whole chapter, all we see over and over and over again is it's by faith. It was by their faith that God provided these things. The circumstances weren't always great. Didn't work out real well for Abel. But there was faith. It was by that faith. We skip down here to verse 13. It says, These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of a land in which they had gone out, they would have had the opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. They were strangers and exiles. I think that's something that for us, it's, it's easy in this time to get caught up and I know growing up, if you've grown up in the church, you've always heard, like, not of this world. We're not supposed to be of this world. But there's something about when, when our eyes are fixed, when our faith is changed, that we start to learn and know that we are strangers of this world. We're exiles. We, we were intended for something different. There's that constant pulling in us of, of being a part of what's going on, but also knowing that there's something different keeping our eyes focused on God, keeping our, our eyes moving forward. So my question for you this morning is, where is your faith? Not so much in the sense of like, can you find it, but where are you putting your faith? Today, in this time, in this moment, in this season, where is your faith? Where are your eyes focused? Where's your heart? When is the last time that you actually needed to have faith? When's the last time throughout your, your week, throughout the chaos, that you actually needed to have faith in God? The, the kind of faith that, that Abraham had to have as he was taking Isaac up to the top of the mountain. God said, I want you to take your only son to kill him. That faith that said, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to trust. I'm going to believe in something different. Where's your faith this morning? 
It's easy for us to get into the holidays, to get into the chaos, to, to lose sight of everything. But when you look and you see where your eyes are focused, where your heart truly is, we start to understand where our faith is, what we believe. We believe about this God. We're going to skip into Ephesians 2 real quick. Starting in verse 4, this kind of goes off what Chase was talking about last week, but starting in verse 4, but God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is a gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. This holiday season, what gifts have you been expecting? What are the things that you would deem to be blessings? What are these gifts? It's crazy that it says that this is a gift of God, not a result of work so that no one can boast. I've always believed that was in there for me because I, I just, I'm not the most humble. And so if there was a way that I could earn it and prove to you that I'd earned it, I would do it. But it's crazy that God went out of his way to show like, hey, this has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. And this is the reason that I struggled so much with Christmas. Like, what did I do this year to earn gifts? And what did you do to deserve the gifts that you're going to get? But the reality is, is that's the good news. That's the most beautiful reminder of the gospel. We just look at it in, in that verse, the gifts that we are given are undeserved. For by grace you have been saved through faith. It has nothing to do with you. It's a gift of God. It's something that was really convicting for me this week as I like was working through it because I was just I actually ran into somebody here that goes to church here at Target, and I didn't talk to him because I was having an anxiety attack. I was 45 minutes into walking around Target, and I had as much stuff as I get in my buggy for Katie, the only things that I had gotten Katie for the year. And I was walking around, and I just panicked, and I left my buggy and walked out. That has nothing to do with the sermon. I just needed to confess it, so at least I'm on record. <laughs> I did try to get her gifts. But we get into this mode, and we realize like it's a lot of work. There's a lot of time to giving people gifts. And, and when we receive these gifts, we realize it's a beautiful reflection of the gospel. You didn't deserve the gift you were given. That's the reminder of who Jesus is in the season. You couldn't have earned it. You couldn't have fixed it. That's the good news. But, but I love this last verse. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. This is something that we talk about. I try to bring up in as many times as I can. We have been freely given to. Had nothing to do with us. It was given completely and utterly for free. We should also give in that same manner. We should give freely because we've been freely given to. The way that we tip at restaurants, the, the way that we handle people, the way that we love people. We should be the most forgiving people because we've been completely forgiven. We should be the most loving people because we've been completely loved. 
This is a reflection. This is when you give somebody a gift. It can be a reflection of that. How cool is it to give someone a gift who doesn't necessarily deserve it? But you're like, it doesn't matter. It wasn't about you earning this gift. It's because I love you. It's because I love you. This is, this is the question, is, is where is your faith this morning? When, when our faith is in Jesus, when our eyes change, we realize that as we look up to God, the, the circumstances, the things, the chaos of the world kind of begins to dissolve. When you look back at those people we talked about, Abraham having to take his son to the top of the mountain, believing as he was walking up there with his only son that he was going to have to sacrifice his son for God but being obedient. That's not the best circumstance. Abel, being faithful, giving up the gifts, and then being murdered by his brother. The circumstances weren't the best. And a lot of us live in really, really tough circumstances and times. Let's go to this last verse. This skips down in Hebrews 11 to 39, and he says, And all these though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better for us that was apart from us so that they would not be made perfect. God provided what? Something better for us. There was a plan. They didn't receive all of these things that they were promised. They were trying to get into the promised land. There's a lot of people who spent their whole life pursuing God and being faithful and didn't get to things. When you look at it in the story of earth, it didn't look like it worked out real well. It looked like a bummer. But God's saying that the real promise isn't something that can be acquired here on earth. I mean, I can't imagine that moment of carrying my only son up to the top of the mountain to kill him. And what a beautiful reflection that is to God to show how heavy of a weight that was on an earthly father Yet a heavenly father did it for all of us. I can't imagine these these moments of being faithful, yet the circumstances of earth not being easy. And this is one of the things as the church that we've failed at a a lot, is that there's kind of this promise that when you begin to follow Jesus, life's going to get real pretty. It's going to get real nice. Things are going to get easy. And the reality is, is it is not. We're still in a broken and sinful world, one full of hate, full of disease, full of devastation. But the promise isn't that necessarily the things here are going to get any better. The promise is is that we have something deeper, something eternal. If if there's ever in my life been a week that I've been reminded of this, it was this week. 2018 for, for our kind of community has been one of the funnest years and one of the absolute worst years. And it feels weird. We were talking about the other day. I was just talking about how rough 2018's been in terms of just the circumstances of things. We had our first daughter this year. So it's like, well, there was some good. But it was a tough year. And, and just praying and thinking about what have we been promised? Where are we supposed to be? What has God called us to? Uh, about a week and a half ago, um, Jared Van, Emily Van, um, Jared's part of this community, his dad um, passed away from ALS. And I quoted him in a sermon about six months ago, but, but I, I loved this man. He was my baseball coach. He was one of the funniest people. But when you look at circumstance, I couldn't think of a person who deserved, who did not deserve a disease less than him. 
And I hate that word because we're all broken. We're all sinful. We're all messed up people. But, but his life the last two years and his body just having to go through what it went through was painful. And on the outside, we looked at him and we were just heartbroken. We were just bummed and we were bummed. And I went back uh, this week and, and looked at, at his final lesson a year ago. This is a man his whole life who had, who had followed Jesus, who had been faithful, who had been a good family man, and was just hit with a terrible, devastating disease that ultimately would take his life. But he had Jared Reed, his son, in one of his last sermons, this, this verse in Revelation 2, 1 through 4, or Revelation 21, 1 through 4, he said, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. But Don said when they were reading this, he said, this is the verse that I read that reminds me that there's hope. He said, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw a holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be with his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eye, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain, for the former things have passed away. This promise in the season, this is the promise. The circumstances of life are going to be difficult and they're going to be painful and they're going to be incredibly hard. Don said this in, in this quote and, and it locked me up. He said, um, he said, you see, I don't know what my future here on earth is. And honestly, neither do you. But I do know who holds my future. My future is going home. Don was a stranger to this world. He was never intended to just be here. He was meant to be with God and he knew in these moments of chaos that he was going to go home. I hope in, in moments like that, that's where my faith stands and holds. And I, and I don't know what Christmas will be like for you. I hope that if, if your Christmas is full of people and it's loud and there's Christmas all under the tree, there's presents all under the tree, there's food and everybody's having fun, and I hope that as you look at all that, you're just reminded of the blessings of God and you're thankful. And you remember that, that those are, are great gifts, but they're not ultimately the gift. You're reminded that, that as you give, you give because God gave to you and that as you receive, it's because you've received the greatest gift ever. But I also pray that, that if your Christmas is not that way, maybe there are people in the room that you wish were, Maybe you don't have the ability, the money, the time to even take Christmas off or to even get presents. I pray that you're reminded in, in that tough day and in that tough morning and that tough week that that's not the promise. It's unfortunate and it's painful and every one of us will go through the most heartbreaking of times. But ultimately, it's not the promise and it's not the gift that we've been promised. feels good to have faith when things are going well. But it's hard to have faith in those times when you feel alone, when you feel broken. This is the promise that Don knew. You, you could look in his eyes 
even down to the last day, and you could feel it. This was not his home. This is one of the last things that Don said in that, in that lesson. He said, what I would ask of you is please don't feel sorry for me because like I said today, I belong to God. He is with me and I'm not alone. Not only do I have a father, but I have a great family and you were a part of that family. So don't feel sorry for me because I'm going home. Last week, Don went home. And, and as a community, we cried. But we were thankful to be reminded of the promise that ultimately, through the chaos of life, through disease, through death, through hate, through pain, that we were never meant to be here. This isn't the only time that we receive our blessings. Our blessings come when we get to go and be with the Father. It's easy at Christmas to miss that. It's easy at Christmas to get at Target and leave your buggy. It's easy to get flustered because the recipe didn't work or people are late to your house or you know that your uncle's going to be there and you hate him. It's easy. It's easy to miss the moments. My prayer for myself, my prayer for us this week and this time is that we not miss it. Christmas is a, is a beautiful gift to us because it's an opportunity for most of us to take off a day, to be with people that we love, some, and, and to celebrate this Jesus. But it's also easy to miss it and to do and to do and to do and not to stop and be thankful for this complete promise. The band's going to come up. We're going to get back into worship. But, but I want us to be reminded that ultimately through all of this, in Ephesians, for by grace you've been saved through faith. This is everything to us. If it was about earning it, we're all in trouble. This, this gift, this faith, has everything to do with the person and the work of Jesus. This has been a hard 2018 for some of us and an amazing 2018 for some of us. But listen, 2019 is going to be the same way. We're still in this broken and sinful world. We're not going to find a president that's going to fix it. There's no city council that's going to solve it. There's no teacher that will fix the education system. We're broken. And we can continue to fight to make things better and to get closer to the right path or vote for the right party or get the right person in this office. But at the end of the day, this promise is not about the world getting any better. This promise is that we get to leave this world and be with what is better. That's the good news of the gospel. That's the gift that you've been given and that I've been given. So no matter what your Christmas looks like, your New Year's looks like, no matter what 2018 looked like or 2019, this is why, as the church, we come together because when someone's broken, we try to love them. But the reality is that brokenness is going to break through all the walls of anything that is earthly. When your foundation is on this Jesus and your eyes and your faith are fixed, everything will change. It'd be easy if it was something you could do once, check it off, and be done, but it's a reality that we have to wake up to every single day. I pray that, that your Christmas is, is fun you have better spirits about it than I've had but if it's not fun and it's not great 
I just pray that you just get a little bit of moments with Jesus that day to be reminded that Christmas tree is beautiful, having presents under it's great. But the ultimate gift is what Don knew. This is in our home and it never will be. We were created to be in the presence of our Creator. And all we can do here is fight to get better at loving people, fight to be reminded that we are completely loved. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for today and this time. God, I ask that right now in this moment that you would just calm our hearts. God, I ask that that a gospel and a good news in in an area like ours, God, that we not just blow by it or or believe that we know it, that we live it, walk it. God, I ask that everybody in this room now, God, that we would just take these moments today to worship you, to fall deeper in love with you. God, of the parents who are, who are trying to find ways to pay for the presents that they need to get, their families. God, I ask that, that you remind them that ultimately you are the gift and that time and, and being to set that aside to, to be with you is everything. God, I ask for the people in this room that are broken and are hurt that they know that ultimately healing only comes from you. God, I thank you for this community. We pray in Jesus' name.